You're listening to The Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. And Lucas, did you know there is a way to live in a house for free? No. Yes. Tell me about it. It's called house hacking, and I think it's something that is very timely in today's market, and I think there are a lot of ways that people can house hack that they may not think of, and there's a lot of benefits to house hacking that people probably don't think of as well. Yeah, I want, I mean, I regret, not regret, because Yes, I you do. I am saddened <laughs> by the fact that I've never house hacked. Uh when I was uh, getting to ready to purchase my first house, like, you know, mid twenties, low, low twenties, whatever that was. Um, you know, I tried to convince my, my then uh, girlfriend and soon to be wife that it was the right thing to do. Right. And uh, yeah, that was challenging. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the challenges of getting, getting, uh, if you're, if you're single, it's just all you, right. Yep. That, and then go do it. Like there's no excuse. I don't think. But uh, otherwise, you got to get your family involved and make sure they're on board as well, because uh, uh, it's not worth a few extra bucks to piss off your fiance. <laughs> no, probably not. But there are, I think, a lot of things in this episode that are going to open people's eyes up about house hacking that may make them want to do it a little bit sooner, even if they have a you know longtime girlfriend or potentially a spouse. Yeah. But before we get rocking on that, please share this episode. That is really kind of the only way that we can get this out in front of more people. So if you have anybody that's interested in real estate or somebody that you want to listen to this podcast so you can make fun of Lucas and I later um, and they have a reference point to what you're making fun of us about, that's fine. Just share this with all your friends. And as always, this episode is brought to you by who, Lucas? Prime Corporate Services. Check services. out the show description below and or wherever, I guess, and you will be able to get a free LLC setup as well as a free console call. So do that. It's worth it. It's free. All right. <laughs> so, Lucas, so what is house hacking? Do you want to describe it or would you like me to go down that path? Uh, Why don't you, we'll, we'll both do it. You started yeah, out. give it a shot. Uh, house hack, man, there's a, honestly, it's a pretty broad definition now that I think about it a little bit, but... Uh, couple different ways to look at it in my eyes um one type of house hack is uh you move into a house that needs some work uh and you're remodeling it while you're living in it pretty much right you're living in a construction zone or at least part of the house in a construction zone so um when you're done fixing it up the house is worth a lot more and uh you bought it for a lot less therefore your payment's a lot less so that's that's one way to house hack um my favorite way to house hack is to buy something, uh, a piece of real estate, whether it's a single family, duplex, fourplex, whatever, um, and rent a portion of that out, uh, whether by the bedroom or by the unit to someone else. So um, you live in one portion, you rent out the rest of the portion of the of the of the piece of real estate, 
and you essentially live there for free or even make a little money depending on how how everything's set up. So that's how I would look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you described it properly. But yeah, in just general, you are taking a portion of where you live and renting it out for a lot of reasons we're going to talk about. And, and in general, it just helps you live for free, like I said earlier, or live with reduced expenses. So, you know, you live in your house. I live in my house. We don't make any money off of our houses. We're not renting out a portion of that. So the entire expenses of mortgage, tax, insurance, all those things just yeah. come out of our pocket, which is fine. And that's how most people are. But there's another way. Would you consider uh, living in a house and not renting out a piece and fixing it up while you live there over the course of, you know, one or two years and then selling it and move on? Would you consider that house hacking as well? I think so. I kind of look at more of the rental side of it, but that's a way to house hack. That is a way to you know, buy a house that you maybe couldn't afford, you know, to buy. Yeah. Um, that's a great option. I know people have done that in the market recently because it's so hot. Prices have been so high. I know they've cooled off a little bit, but buying a house that, you know, you could do, sometimes the only house you get your hand on there for a while, they could only get their hands on a house that was outdated, not what they want, but they'll live in it yeah. and get it for the price that they can afford. And then over time, fix it up. Yeah. And then sell it, make a really good chunk of money or just be able to live in a house that you couldn't have afforded yes but if you do want to sell it uh make a really good chunk of money that's tax-free two years um, in yep if, if you live there long enough for so. dose years dose. all right awesome so lucas let's talk a little bit about the uh, benefits of house hacking i think um Maybe let me drive it home one one more time. So single family house, you can rent out your basement. You can rent out a bedroom. Not super common, but it is pretty common if you have like buddies or friends or girlfriends or something like that that you're close with and you know and trust. You don't mind them living in a bedroom or living yeah. in a basement. That's a great way to do it. And in like really expensive cities, I think it is pretty common. Yeah. So that that's one way to do it is you buy the property and rent out. You know, it's a house or an apartment and you rent out one of the rooms that that's you know, common, I guess, in certain areas. Yeah. Then the other way that I think of when I think of house hacking, even more than the living in it and fixing it up, is a two, three, or four family. Yeah. I think those are the most common ones where you live in one side of it and you rent out the other sides. And naturally, if you're living in a fourplex, a four unit, you live in one side, you rent out the other three sides, yeah. you're probably making money. You're yes. probably living for free, meaning your taxes, insurance, property, I guess you're managing yourself, but taxes, insurance, mortgage, all your expenses are paid for and maybe your grocery bill and your cell phone bill or something's paid for because you're renting out and getting more income coming in than your expenses on the property and probably personal expenses. Yes, man, there's there's so many powerful ways of, of, of how to execute this, right? Let's let's look at my two favorite are the, are the duplex and the fourplex, honestly. And one of the reasons that makes it so f powerful is the financing terms that you're able to get on these duplexes or fourplexes. First of all, one to four units is considered residential, so mm -hmm. you can get a, a normal house loan mm -hmm. on it, right? And you're gonna be living in there, so um, you'll be able to go FHA and have a very, very small down payment and an excellent interest rate, more than likely. Yeah, so to talk about that, so let's say you buy a $300,000 triplex, you put three and a half percent down, so you got to put like ten grand down yeah. on that. And there are—I'm not going to go into these. I remember looking them up from a video a couple of years ago, Lucas. There are FHA down payment forgiveness programs in every state, mm. so you have to do things to qualify for it. Your income has to be a certain point in certain states. You have to like get it inspected and show that it's improved. But so not everybody uh, qualifies for that. But a lot of people do that ten whatever yeah. fifteen grand you put down, which is extremely cheap for a three hundred thousand dollar property. Sure. You can get that all 
forgiven is I That's guess what awesome. they call it. The uh, down payment forgiveness programs. Every state has them. I've looked them up. So look them up yourself after you listen to this podcast yeah. and review it and rate it and follow me on all social medias. Then uh, go to um, just type in, you know, home down payment forgiveness yeah. programs. Every state has them. Yeah. A year ago, you could, and you could, you're going to get 30 year fixed for sure. Yep. 100%. That's what you're going to get. Uh, you know, interest rate fluctuates with the interest rate market. Um, you know, a year and a half ago, you could probably get 3%, but right now it's more like 6%, low sixes. But uh, that's still an excellent interest rate over 30 years fixed. And it allows you to rent those other units out and not only break even or just pay a little bit, but probably make some money on top of it because of your financing terms. Yep. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits and then let's go over some examples of how you would fund it. How would you do it? Let's walk through numbers with FHA. Let's walk through numbers with the birds. Like we, you can do that. We can do a, a bird mm -hmm. deal. So let's walk through that a little bit and then we'll get into um, some kind of uh, fun things at the end we got cooked up for you. So number one benefit is, is we talked about it a little bit, but let's kind of get it structured is you're reducing your house expenses. You are collecting income on the property that you live in, which is very rare for most people i don't know the percentages but for people that live in a house um to collect money on the house they live in is very small percentage most likely so you're reducing even if you have a duplex and all your expenses are covered maybe your mortgage is covered at least but you still have to pay yep. your real estate taxes you still have to pay you know your water bill your utilities that's fine but at least a portion if not all of your expenses for living somewhere are taken care of by somebody else yeah and you know we had an episode, I would say two or three episodes ago about, you know, investing and how much you have to invest every single month to get to a point where you're comfortable to retire. And this is a great way to put an extra 500, a thousand bucks into an investment vehicle every single month because you're re reducing those housing expenses. So, um, someone, someone that's doing this strategy is probably pretty frugal and pretty good with money. And I love that, but, uh, just making sure you're not saving money with your housing and then go blowing it on something stupid. Yeah, exactly. And you made a good point. We did an episode that you have to invest at least a thousand dollars for 30 years and get an 8% compounding return to get 2 million bucks, which I think is going to be the bare minimum to retire in 30 years, maybe it'd be more, even more than that. But this is a great way to do that. Live in a fourplex, mm -hmm. you're probably making about $1,000 a month, maybe depending on the numbers. And I know you're not going to live there for 30 years, but it's just the idea of being able to put that thousand bucks away that's going to lead towards retirement. So I like that. The second way, well, you, we can, can we can, can keep I, can, going. Can I go a little bit off the ro uh, rails Hold on. here? Let me ask. Okay. Yeah, you can. Hold the audience. They said yes. All right. So you said you're probably not going to live there for 30 years. So what do you imagine doing with this building if you move out of it keeping it and keeping being a landlord it. and making probably even more i guess because you would be able to rent out the unit you're living in so i guess and you could still make still have that awesome financing locked in yep mm -hmm. so yeah crazy powerful i love it good point walls all right the second is is my favorite is building equity letting real estate do what it does that property that you own and live in for now at least until you maybe move out is going to go up in value over time right lucas it is and then the mortgage is going to be paid down for sure by whoever you're renting the property well, that's two to. out of the three so that's equity we're not going to do the passive wealth <laughs> trifecta right now but um that is that equity is where net worth is created. Net worth is not created in the stock market, in my opinion, or, or wealth is not created in the stock market, in my opinion. You can make some extra money, you can do well, but wealth, in my opinion, like substantial wealth is created through equity in businesses and equity in real estate. So you're on that path to create that wealth by building that equity. Like a perfect example I've written down there, Lucas, go over your numbers, but this is 
I did this with no house hacking, but I bought my house in 2015. I built it for 385000 In 2022, I sold it for 670000 So that is almost $300,000 in equity in just seven years. And yes, I wrote a hot market. Yes, I bought you know at, at a good price and everything went up and you know real estate went up over, the, over those seven years. But I did that all out of pocket. Imagine getting some of that equity, a portion or all of that equity with nothing out of pocket because you're house hacking. So your house is probably somewhat similar numbers to what you bought it for and what you sold it for. So that's the power of real estate, buying something and letting that equity grow. But you're doing that with somebody else's rent and money, maybe in for the for the repairs, because you're using the rent to fix it. Right? Yeah, you can even force a little bit of that equity too, because uh, this is treated like an investment property and uh, fixing it up, whether you're living there and not renting out or living in and renting it out. Either way, you I, you have the opportunity to force equity by fixing it up as well. So you're not just relying it on right riding the market up. So a lot of ways to build equity there for sure. Yeah, awesome. So I think that one, basically, you're just hopping on the real estate train of that equity and that passive wealth trifecta E and all that fun things. And you're just house hacking it. So you don't have those expenses because your personal residence, not really investment, but it can be if you're house hacking it. And my personal residence was able to make, you know, a few hundred grand on it to help me for a down payment on, on the next property. But I, you know, every expense was out of my pocket, not somebody that I was renting it to. Yeah. Another way to build equity. I would not necessarily always recommend this, but um, but you're going to recommend it now. I'm not going to recommend it now, but I definitely would. Okay, so depending on your interest rate, say you locked in a year ago, you're 3%, don't do this. <laughs> uh, but you'll have extra cash flow from the other units that you're renting out. You can pay down your mortgage with that cash flow if you want. Um, at 3%, I would not do that. If you're at 6 7 8 9%, maybe it's a little more uh, appetizing to you because um, – that's a similar type of return that you would go get if you use that money for an, another investment vehicle. But it's pretty well, that's pretty much, guaranteed. it is guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. The third one is passive income. You're just, and it's, I guess maybe not quite passive is not the right word, but it's not like you're going and punching in and punching out. You can get passive income from the excess rent that you collect. If you're in a you know, even a duplex could work, but a triplex and a quadplex most likely will work that you are collecting extra income every single month um, from your property that you're living in. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. That, yeah, that, you know, it, it'll add up. It could be that thousand. It could be that 500, whatever it is. And if you take that and then invest that further, that ripple effects of, you know, starting by house hacking and getting extra cash flow, spending that cash flow on something. What does that do? What does that do? Just just the potential benefits and, you know, multiple streams that you get from that are extremely powerful. I know. Like, yeah, for example, I think I think you're supposed to, if you get an FHA loan, you're supposed to live there for like at least two years, I think, or something. Look, I'm, not, look, I'm very unfamiliar with FHA look, loans. Look at, look at those rules. Don't, don't quote me on that. But say it is two years. Okay. And you buy a fourplex, move in, lock in that 30-year fixed at 3% down or whatever that is. Um, and then in two years, you go do it again. Then two years you go do it again, and you know maybe you do that for ten years or however long. Um, and these can be nice fourplexes; mm-hmm. they can be really nice, like flats or whatever you call them in your, in your area. But um, if you did it five times every two years for for ten years, you'd have twenty units. That's powerful. Powerful at a at a thirty percent. Uh, I'm sorry, thirty year fixed interest rate. So I mean that's that's damn near enough to retire right there. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty powerful. Yep, I it, love it. So or work until you're 65 for the next 40 years or whatever, and uh, 
and and live in a, a house you can barely afford, whatever you know, or retire in ten years. Yeah, and it's up to you. Yeah, and I see a lot of that when I did research on this. Like, I don't want to share a wall with somebody. Like, okay, we'll share a fucking cubicle with them for 30 years you know what i mean like i, I don't want to share a wall with somebody for two years while i do this all right we'll share a cubicle for 30 years there you go there, yep. there, there's your there's your choices yep. all right the third one or the fourth one i guess is tax benefits and it's a little bit different when you're living in a property but we're actually doing an episode on tax benefits yeah. for real estate investing not specifically this next episode but i was looking at and there are owner occupant tax benefits or if you're owner occupying an investment property there are tax benefits that are extra above and beyond tax benefits of you living in your nice. house so um don't know exactly what those are but they're, <laughs> i don't I'm not going to go down that but yeah. just know there are more tax benefits it, and yeah. obviously you're not going to file your taxes if you're doing this off of this podcast right please so don't. you're going to you're going to talk to somebody else so make sure they know what's going on, your bookkeeper, your CPA, whoever it is, so they can take advantage of those tax benefits. I love it. And then the last one is something that I am incredible at. Mm, you've gotten better. Flexibility. Shout out to your stretcher. The Brandy, shout out. Shout out to Brandy. Shout out to Brandy, stretch lady. Get my boy flexible. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's just more flexibility when, I mean, this is a silly one, but we are going to Mexico in a couple weeks and uh, finding a, a house sitter and a dog sitter. Like you could, if you get to know your person that's your duplex, you could go on vacation and have them watch your pro just keep an eye on your house for you or yeah. the, your side that you live in. That's not really an actual real benefit. Don't do it just for that. But there are a lot of flexibility things that come along with having income coming in. You can live in it. You can rent it out. It just gives you options, and options are never a bad thing, Timothy Lucas Walls. Nice. Can I do an, a pro tip? Do a pro tip. Pro tip. Uh, so one of the other benefits to me um, is, is it, let's use a fourplex example. You will get property management experience firsthand before going to build your portfolio outside of the house that you're living in, right? But the benefits of doing it at the house that you're living in is um, – you're there every single day. You're in in the trenches, in the weeds, figuring it out, and you'll get tremendous knowledge that you'll be able to translate to uh, the rest of your portfolio and how you manage that throughout your life. I like it. Awesome. Cool. All right, Lucas, so let's kind of briefly get into just some strategies. So there's the FHA loan. You can put 3.5% down, and this can be viewed as a residential personal mortgage, so that's the best rates. They, they, the government only allows you 10 of these because they're really good rates. Uh, you can do a normal 20% down on this if it's you know ready or you have the extra cash and just you know putting that much down and having that much equity, you'll be able to pay down that mortgage quickly. There's, there's the Burrs route. You can buy a duplex. You can borrow money to buy it. You can borrow money to fix it up. Mm -hmm. You can get it rented and live in it. And then you can refinance, get all your money back, pay everybody back and do that Burrs method. We should probably do a, a podcast on that. We haven't done it in a while, maybe soon. But in general, you can use every investing strategy for this type of investment. And it's just the, the power of you're getting multiple streams, you're getting multiple tenants. And the other thing is, Lucas, you have a fourplex. If you're living in it, two of the units are rented, one's vacant, you still probably don't have any cash flow. So a little, right. little more um, power in numbers there. So yeah. that was kind of the briefly how to do it. Anything to add to that? I don't think so. I think we I think we have dug into a set of the burrs, we call it the berm, because you, you move into it. Did we do a full episode of that um, or just touch on it all? Just uh, touch on that look, but we should do that because we have a, several extreming examples of the berm now. Yeah, I love it. Well, regardless, you know, 
if you're adding value by, by fixing it up, you're going to be able to refinance and recapture all of your initial money. So I think that's that's super powerful. For sure. All right. So, Lucas, let's yeah. get to the net worth game. Ooh, who we got today? I was thinking I liked how we did friends. I was going to do like uh, let's pick Seinfeld, like the few characters from like just pick a not everyone pick a TV show and because I know Seinfeld, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Do, do we? So we did the 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 women in Friends, and we we did the look we up did, the men too. We did yeah. the men too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think okay. the women were three out of the top four. Seinfeld's a crazy one because uh, Jerry's worth a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry would just do Jerry Kramer Elaine. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Jerry two billion. Two billion. All right. Jerry. Let me look it up. Jerry sign. What's your guess? Field uh, net worth. I'm gonna go one five. Okay. What? That's. uh, That's twenty five percent off. That's yeah. That's so nine fifty. Nine fifty. Nine fifty. I'm seeing nine fifty everywhere. So he's right at a billion. I see a billion. Yeah, I thought he crossed it. Monthly income is a while ago. Monthly uh, 2023 January is a billion, net worth around a billion. So I win. Um, You do. Lucas says he makes six million dollars a month. That's not too bad, I guess. Not not a bad living wage. Not a bad living wage for Jer. All right. um, Who else you got now? Uh, Oh, do uh, Kramer? Yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Guess first on this one. Uh, Cosmo Kramer, Michael Richards. Um, I'm going to say f- 25 million. Okay. Because I know he got into some trouble a couple years ago. I probably heard it a lot. Yeah, he was- I, th- I think Seinfeld is similar. If you haven't watched our Friends Net Worth episode, we were extremely low. We were bad. And we underestimated how powerful monetarily Friends was to all the people that are that are in that show's lives. So I think Seinfeld is similar to that. Okay. So I'm gonna go a little higher than that. I'm I think go- Seinfeld's a more popular show than Friends. Maybe they're close. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Like I know, like the generation right before us loved Seinfeld. Yeah. Like everybody a little bit older than us. Like yep. all they do is quote Seinfeld, and Love we kind of do Friends, but. I think there was more money in TV when Friends was popping because yeah. they were making over a million dollars an episode, episode last few seasons. Yeah. I don't think Seinfeld was ever doing that. They're still making money from that. Probably they are too. So I'm gonna, regardless, right, you said okay. 25. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 50. All right. Uh, and I don't even know all like the. I just I knew his. All right. So, oh, net worth 35 to 50. Net worth 30. Net worth 30. 50. We'll call that one a tie because okay. I see 30 and 50 30 everywhere. 30 and 50. All right. 73. All right. I don't even know all these like people's real name. That's how much I don't know about. Uh, Elaine is uh, Dreyfus. Julie, yeah. Dreyfus, right? Yeah, Julie Dreyfus. Julianne? <laughs> uh, we should know that. All right, guess it. I'm going to look it well, up. What's your, can you give us a real name first? I will. I don't look because I'll because oh, i see gotcha, the net worth. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go um, $140 million. Yeah, I think she's done really well. I think she's uh, she's been in a lot of movies. I'm she gonna go been. like, I don't want to I don't want to shortchange it too much. I'll go two twenty five. Okay. That's a fair number. Oh yeah. That's okay. Okay. Good distance. All right. Uh, John Darvish. Nope, that's not who we're going that's for. How name. do you spell uh, Julie? Just just say just say Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> For Elaine from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And look up the look up uh, the George. Look up George's actual name. Oh gosh, this is um Elaine Wynn. No, Elaine, hold on. (laughs) Elaine from look up George's name so we can not have this. Elaine from Seinfeld Net Worth. Her name is Julie yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um 
250 million. Oh, 250. I'm crushing you, bro. Uh, George Costanza is Jason Alexander. Yes, that's it. See, I knew all these, I just don't know off the top of my head. All right, so what's his net worth? Uh, Bonus round. Jason Alexander. I'm gonna say is he's not as high as her, so I'm gonna say one million, a hundred million. It's uh, a lot of money. Maybe that's a yeah. I think that's about right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you gotta go at least eighty to one. He's just a bonus round. Okay. Fine, Lucas. Uh, seeing I saw fifty. I saw ninety. See fifty, fifty, fifty. So we were a little There's high. 90. Yeah, so probably it's, a little high. All right, awesome. All right, so that's a fun game we play. If you enjoyed this episode at all, like I said earlier, the first thing to do, honestly, I would, appre- I would appreciate you sharing this with some friends, just texting some friends. The second thing, rate and review goes a long way. Um, rating two really things. does help us. So, yes. Do those two things. I would appreciate you don't have to, but. be a lot cooler if you did. All right, Lucas, you are up one in the throw the outline in the trash can across the room game. I feel like I'm up at least that, but that's all right. Oh, I don't like cheat. I, I, I do it right every time. <laughs> Uh, 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 last time we were four for four. No, oh, last man. time we, we ain't gonna be four for four today. No, this is well. We got some distance on this one. Oh, that was wet. <laughs> Crap. This is it's a far shot. Yeah. Right. Don't be short. Breathe. Oh, way short. Fuck. <laughs> All right. See y'all. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message, and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.